setting these examples for not only younger generations, but our generation and older generations so that they can understand that like this binary way of thinking or going about our lives is really restricting us. And when we step outside of that binary and we see the beauty across the aisles, um, we're able to embrace ourselves and really others more. So that's also really embedded in deeply into soul food. Welcome to the Queer Mercado podcast. This is where you listen to LGBTQ plus vendors, artists, and creators that make up the Queer Mercado community. You will hear their stories, their motivations, and get to experience their magic. I'm your host, Caudencio Marquez, one of the founding organizers of the Queer Mercado, a network weaver by profession, and a crochet artist. Today, we will be talking with DeMarcus and Co., who are the founders of Soul Food Candle Company. They are a black, Latinx, and queer-owned company that hand-pours soy candles. Are you excited? I am. All right. So let's go ahead and ju- jump right into it. So DeMarcus and Co., thank you so much for joining me today. Let's start by doing a quick introduction. In a few words, please introduce yourselves. Yes. Well, Gal, thank you for having us. Um, we're also excited to be here. I'm DeMarcus. My pronouns are they, them. I am a non-binary, queer, Latinx, Puerto Rican from Inglewood. Um, I'm Ko. I use he, they pronouns. Um, I'm non-binary from Compton, California. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you both so much, your energy, your passion, and your commitment to your work and your communities. Let's start by hearing a little bit more about your company. Tell us what you all create. So we like to say that Soul Food Candle Company is um, an experience. Um, We're very intentional on ensuring that the folks that we connect with have an experience that sparking some nostalgia or something that they can walk away with and be like, you know, dang, that that was a good conversation or dang, I was able to get that off my shoulders. So we're more than just soy-based candles, uh, accessories and clothing. Um, we're community, um, whether it's us connecting with folks one-on-one together or connecting folks with one another. And to piggyback off of that, um, our product, though, our products that make our soul food family, I would say, feel seen, heard, and represented, um, which is why we're very intentional with the products that we do bring out, whether it's our line of candles that we have and the different melanated shades that we have to the names that just resonate with people within our communities or even other communities that we're bringing this newness to, you know. We're really just about making sure that there's representation. This is great. So y'all bring so much of yourselves into this work and there's so much intention of what you create. It really, really does show. So let's go a little deeper into your why. Um, I've heard you both talk about representation and the importance of breaking cycles of poverty for Black, Latinx, and queer communities, right? And so tell us a little more about how you incorporate these values into your work. You know, growing up, I I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. I was the only full Puerto Rican in my high school and in my middle school. I was also one of the the most, like the first openly gay students as well. So for me, um, representation mattered because I was looking for it. I didn't realize that how much I was looking for community and um, how much I need the community. And so now with age and becoming you know, more comfortable with myself, living my life more authentically. I feel like it helps spark this business with my life partner and wanting to make sure that we are making something that is making us feel seen and heard. And so for me, that's 
what really sparked this type of creativity. We always knew we were business owners. We were wanting to be small business owners. We always knew we had so many different passions. And it was really what's going to resonate with us, what's fun, and what we think would resonate with other people that maybe may not even realize how intentional it is to light a candle, whether it's because of our cultural backgrounds of why we light candles or because we just love aromatherapy. I will also add, like, similarly, growing up, um, that representation really wasn't there. There was a very binary way of thinking across intersections. So, like, as a Afro-Indigenous male, for me, you had to walk a certain type of way. You had to talk a certain type of way. You had to play certain type of sports. And for us, it was really important to move away from that because it was resisting a lot of those parts of me that, um, I grew to love, and we can see that, right, with the bamboo earrings. Like, we both wear bamboo earrings, something that we're told we're not supposed to do because we're male presenting, right, or what have you. So we're setting these examples for not only younger generations, but our generation and older generations so that they can understand that, like, this binary way of thinking or going about our lives is really restricting us. And when we step outside of that binary and we see the beauty across the aisles, um, we're able to embrace ourselves and really others more. So that's also really embedded in deeply into soul food. This is incredible. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful to see you all in action, not just in the space, but on your social media and seeing sort of this beautiful energy coming out of you all. And, 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 and I agree. I think that when we think about representation and how we grew up, right, um, and how we, you know, what limitations we had. And, and now coming into our own and I almost, and, and I've heard this from you all as well. It's also about, it's about us and our healing process. It's about enacting who we are, but it's also about providing that space for younger generations, right? I've heard you, uh, DeMarcus, talk about mentoring other folk, right? And, and, and within the community and how beautiful that is as well. So I appreciate you all for, for everything that you're doing and the intentionality behind your work as well. And to kind of add what Cole was saying, and another big part of this is making sure that we have a product and we have products, should I say, that are affordable for a lot of our people that are within the community, whether it is for students or other people of color. I mean, listen, I know how it is to be a person of color and queer and have the experiences of housing insecurity to food his insecurity. Um, and also wanting to still make sure that I look good and feel good and feel confident and still be able to be myself in all these communities that I'm around and that I'm a part of. So, you know, one big deal for us is making sure that we have something that is obtainable, that students can buy, that, you know, families can buy and also walk away and say, yeah, you know what, that was actually worth what I paid for. I feel like that's going to not only, of course, that helps us grow as a small business and that also helps with our personal life, of course, and our social life, but it also helps us be able to continue to put into the business to continue to give back to the community as well. Yeah. And I just want to piggy like back off of what you're saying about the community. We're at the very beginning of Soul Food. And as we continue to grow um, our business, we're definitely going to find 
more ways to give back to our immediate communities, right? Um, like DeMarcus said, we're very small, but we have big ideas. Um, and one of those ideas is to definitely expand the business so that we are doing more notable giving back um, initiatives, so to speak. So, you know, we've donated clothing and shoes to places, but we want to do more as we continue to grow. And it's, it's, it's great to hear you all talk about how you all are giving back to the community. So it's, it's the intention behind representing who we are. And it's also about giving back to the community. And one of the goals of the Queer Mercado is to create these economic opportunities for each other. And that, that's also what you're bringing forward, that it's we're, we're investing back in ourselves and in our community. And that's, that's powerful. That's a powerful place to be. And you all are doing that. And so I appreciate you all for bringing that as part of the you know, the conversation as well. So I love seeing you all sort of thriving as a power couple, you know, doing your thing, starting your business and, and doing such beautiful work, right? And um, how is it working as a, you know, as a couple and then also as business partners? I mean, all seriousness, like growing up for me, um, there was never this, I'm just going to use the word playbook of what it uh, meant to be um, in a queer relationship. Um, a lot of the re- relationships that I've seen growing up were very heteronormative, you know, often didn't work. So for me personally, it's been a lot of ego death um, and really trying my best to sit through that uncomfort to understand that when there is feedback being given, um, because there's a lot of feedback that's given to get to really a place of Um, having a successful product, um, it's really understanding that it's not an attack on me or my character, um, but more so um, advice to help things like the imagery or, you know, the color type that we chose uh, grow. Um, And so, you know, this, I also want to say just kind of like this idea of like perfect or perfectionism, that's very rooted in white supremacy culture. And I truly feel as though there's always room for growth. And so while, you know, I love my partner, there are, t- there are times where um, we're experiencing different emotions, right? Uh, whether it be sad, happy, upset, what have you. I mean, it's really important for us to listen to one another and really embrace those things so that we understand how to support one another. So it's not easy, but it is definitely worth it. It has been worth it to me. Um, we are almost on five years of being together and uh it it feels great y'all it feels great you know i i agree with a lot with what he just said um it's a lot of ego death that's for sure you know i think that you know we're we were accustomed to being with each other romantically you know we started off platonically as friends and then now then romantically and then now we're also business partners so, you know, I used to see Cole work at home, especially when COVID hit and the pandemic hit. So I was seeing how he was working with other people. And so, you know, you may think that you may be able to, you know, work with it, you understand. And one thing I will speak for myself is, is that I'm sure that anyone that's worked with me in my corporate life before this and in my retail life before this would say that DeMarcus is a micromanager. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I've always been in leadership roles. I've always been in training roles. I've always been in roles where I can kind of even give direction a lot. And I've been learning that sometimes it's okay to also get direction. And um, 
sometimes that direction is not always needed. So, you know, it's always a growing process with us. I think we're always growing. But what I love about what we're able to do is, is that we're challenging each other and we're also collaboratively working together and building art and creating art and seeing each other's artistry, whether it's us going to a field of flowers and taking photos like we recently did just because we wanted to have a good time to then being inspired because we have a line that came out for the Crema the Gado time with the floral scents that we came out with. So everything is very intentional. Everything's very authentic to us. Um, and that's what I think is probably the best part of doing this with my life partner. These are the examples and these are the stories that we need to be putting out there for our students, for our children, for, for our community. And so, so yes, I'm snapping my fingers throughout this whole piece here. Um, and whenever we reflect on our upbringings and our younger selves, I always hope that we can come back and see that we're making our younger selves so proud of who we are and who we are becoming. So what is one thing that your younger self is jumping for joy and saying, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of who you are and who you are becoming because, like, what is that for each of you? Okay, I love this little RuPaul question. Oh, what, would you, what would you tell your younger self? I love that. Um, or by this case, I guess, is what my younger self would be telling me, right? Yeah. You know, I think my younger self is going to look at me and be like, oh, wow, I'm going to be okay. Like, I'm going to figure it out. Like, all those moments where I was having insecurities of my gender expression of my mannerisms listen i know that so many like, i think that for me growing up i'm gonna look at myself and be like wow you don't have to be what everyone thinks a puerto rican is supposed to be not everybody's daddy yankee and that's okay you're you and and i'm gonna just i know i would be so proud of myself for being patient for not only finding love with my life partner, but finding love within myself. Um, that was a hard journey. And a lot of people don't want to admit to that because maybe it shows weakness, especially from the communities that I come from, the Latinx community. We're very like stern, like strong, the way that we have to be. I mean, it's just people, right? But I think that I would just look at myself and be proud that I am able to walk outside with a beard, bamboo earrings, long nails, and actually not even care what anyone is saying or thinking because it's not up to me to make someone feel comfortable when I know that I'm a good, authentically positive person. So I know that I'm going to just look at myself and be proud and be like, dang, girl, dang, girl, you still look good. If anything, you look better, girl. I'm like, dang, girl, you look better. Like, what? <laughs> What? You got you got long hair now. You don't have the Caesar haircut like you used to have the fade. And it's just those things that I'm gonna just look at myself and be like, you know what? You're gonna figure it out. Like and your family will too and your friends will too. And if they don't, that's on them. I love that I'm just like sitting in that and I think it has allowed me to truly reflect on just childhood all throughout undergraduate school, graduate school, into adulthood and I think my younger self would be very proud of where I'm headed just because I feel like for me, life life is about continuous growth, right? I think that my younger self would um, 
probably be clapping and very proud of all the the adversity um, that I've overcome. And I think one thing they'll be telling me is that like, you're doing it. You are, you're doing it. You're doing what, what needs to be done. And you know, one, one thing I would add for the both of us, I would say is that our younger selves will probably be looking at us right now and saying, what I thought and what I determined success to be is not going to be what it is. And we determine our own success and what that means to us. And I think that we're going to be so proud to see us just successfully grow as individuals and as a partnership. So it's incredible to see y'all thriving and it's so, so beautiful to watch. What is one thing um, that you've learned about this work that you would want to share um, with others as they're thinking of launching their own business? I think for me, um, I'll just say growing up in America um, as a black queer male, you know, and and just looking across again, just the aisle at my um, BIPOC folks who grew up here in America or, you know, came here to America and grew up. I, I think, you know, we're very conditioned to think that we can't do things like start a business, right? We can't do things like go and get a four-year degree or so on and so forth. We're told that um, we're supposed to be on certain paths, right? We have our paths kind of defined for us by society. Um, but what I will say is disregard all of that because that's a false narrative. Um, and those are just fear tactics to push you down these pipelines that they want to see you down. So, you know, you can do it, you know, take the idea that you have and just know that, um, that idea can grow. Right. I think for us, um, again, going back to this notion of like perfectionism, we wanted to make sure all I's were dotted, our, all T's were crossed, you know, um, before we put out a product, but we kept finding ourselves on this hamster wheel of perfectionism and we wasn't even making this progress of getting our product out to people to even receive feedback. Right. So set a deadline for yourselves. Right. Um, that deadline for us was, um, um, registering at a pop-up market. And so we had no choice, but to, you know, backwards plan and, you know, get together what was truly authentic to us and just put it out there. Despite, um, you know, we're about transparency, transparency despite our logos coming off you know um we didn't have lids at first like these are things that we didn't have but guess what we were able to work on getting a better logo provider right um so that they aren't peeling off we worked on getting new colors lids now um all that to say set a deadline for yourself whether that's registering for an event or you know um making your business an llc or what have you um and work towards that and you know what, I would, um, one thing that I, my piece of advice would be, it's really important to know what your brand is. Branding is so important because when people walk away, not only are they going to also have, you, people are going to have an experience with you first, but what catches people's eye is what the brand is as a whole. Um, you know, I think that that's why when most people see now, you know, we, one thing that I'm proud of that me and Co did was we also, like he said, we, we did the footwork. We you know, with our followers that we have, we're so grateful to say that our followers that we've gained have been not through running social media ads, not through, you know, just our social media, just like posting all these pictures because we still don't even have 50 photos up. And, um, you know, we launched a while ago. We're still figuring that stuff all out. But 
we were able to do the legwork and go to all these pop-ups and build these connections and have our customers post these photos and ha- and making something that resonates. Our, that's why branding is so important because we have so many people of all genders, all identities, everything, buying a product, going home and taking a photo of it mm-hmm. and understanding that even with SoFood, like, because people get to know us. They're like, oh my God, we love aesthetics. We love to do those things. So people, it's great to see how other people build their aesthetics around soul food and what that means to them. So it's really important about knowing your brand, knowing who you're going to sell to, and also making sure that all of this comes authentically to you because the when something does not resonate with you, it's not going to resonate with your customers and it's not going to resonate with the people that you're trying to reach. So... I would definitely always figure out how can you figure that out and don't just put yourself in a box or pigeonhole yourself. Make sure that you build your brand, expand, you know, like we said, so food candle companies, not just candles. When you come to our pop-ups, we have clothing, we have accessories, we have just conversations and other creatives meeting other creatives know what it is that you want to build. So that way, when you have these deadlines, you have more goals. You're always finding excitement in your business. You're always finding excitement with the people that you're working with. Um, and I think that that is what's going to help you build success. Um, you, you all truly, truly inspire me. And I'm hoping that people listening are also inspired by your story, the incredible nature of your partnership as uh, partners, as business partners, as life partners, and also the work that y'all are doing to continue to move this conversation of representation and breaking these cycles. Um, so thank you both so, so much. So any last thoughts or words of wisdom that you might have? Um, Maybe even, you know, share any any updates on your products before we close out. I just want to say thank you to the Crimicado um, for creating a safe space where not just Latinx folks, but all people who are queer can come in and feel safe, feel comfortable just being themselves, engaging with other people that they can, you know, build relationships with. And just also creating a safe space where queer vendors can show up and not feel you know, judged for being queer and vending in any space. Cause sometimes we all have those experiences where we feel that we're not wanted. Um, so I want to say thank you for that. Some final words of advice, like I said, is just make sure that you know your brand, make sure that you're engaging and make sure that anything that you're putting out there, any product is just true to who you are. And, you know, always one thing that we think about is, this isn't just so food. This is Demarcus and Co. This is Co and Demarcus. This is both of us. So whatever we put out here is, it's, it's a representation of who we are. Whether that's how we engage with our customers, whether that's the relationships that we build, or how we even act outside of our business. So just know your brand and perfect it. Yeah, I I, I would just add that with all of the uncertainty that's happening around us with the wars, with the don't say gay bills that are passing with abortion um, stuff, like all of that that's happening. um, I know how intense that can be on the mental. And so really my advice is to really take care of yourselves first um, and then try to take care of others just in a general sense. And then as far as like folks who are seeking to start 
you know, their own business, you just gotta do it. Just start somewhere. Um, but as DeMarcus has said, um, it definitely has to be in alignment with who you are. Yeah, no, thank you both so much. Muchísimas gracias. Um, I really appreciate you joining us today and and that we're going to continue to build together. We're going to continue to build this beautiful community um, where we're going to see each other thrive, support each other. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, so make sure you all catch DeMarcus & Co. at the Queer Mercado and follow their Instagram page at Soul Food Candle Company. Um, they're doing beautiful, incredible work, not just in their brand, but also in the community. So muchas gracias. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget that you can find us the third Saturday of each month from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Hilda Solis Learning Academy in East Los Angeles. This podcast has been made possible by the incredible leadership of our producer, Xavier Mejia, our sponsors, Kaiser Permanente, Reach LA, and a list of community backers, which you can find in the show notes. Please follow us on social media at The Queer Mercado. And for more information on this episode, please email us at thequeermercado at gmail.com. Gracias y hasta luego.